0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production, available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
1: People notice a healthy smile, but maybe you have tooth sensitivity, bleeding gums, or acid-weakened enamel. Sensodyne, Peridontax, and Pronamel are trusted specialty toothpastes created to help improve your oral health. For tooth sensitivity, choose Sensodyne. Bleeding gums, get Paradontax. For acid-weakened enamel, pro is the toothpaste for you. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and pro Trusted specialty toothpaste to help bring home your healthy smile. Visit Ibotta to earn cash back.
2: Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50% plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrasystem.com slash save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. On the
0: September 23rd edition of the PFF forecast, myself and the Emmy award winning George Shahuri resist the urge to gloat about our consecutive winning streaks Weeks in NFL, including the Sunday night game, which we will recap. We also talk about the most important thing we saw today, the most overblown thing that happened today, and preview next week's slate. As always, let's rock. That was very kind of you.
3: You're a sweet man.
0: I mean, I have. To, I mean, you work your ass off, and you deserve. Thank you. An Emmy, and and I'm really proud of you. So I wanted to make sure that uh, that that the people knew. <laughs> I we forgot
3: to bring it down and have it sitting in the middle of the. Uh, well, that might have been a little bit much.
0: Is the, I think this split the this thread of the needle pretty well. Yeah, unlike I, Baker.
3: Yeah. I'm not one of those people that likes to take pictures of things, you know, and and send mm-hmm. them out. So that was kind of you. Um, that was a heck of a game,
0: uh, as not as in a lot of drama,
3: a lot of drama. So let's rewind to the middle of this past week. I was euphoric little, little, you know, heart palpitations Uh, happening. The feeling you get when something wonderful is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And that feeling was because I had the opportunity to bet against Freddie Kitchens on Sunday night football. And
0: boy, did you. (laughs)
3: Now it turns out that the only thing that could possibly come close to derailing this perfection was Jared Goff being as bad as a at, a, at quarterback as Freddie Kitchens was at coaching.
0: Well, and 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 as much as McVay, it was we so like McVeigh, right? And it does look like he's adjusted his offense to give mm-hmm. his quarterback some opportunities. Um, you know, the kicking a, a field goal up four when you have like fourth and an inch—that was bad. Um, that was not great. like. The thing is, is I don't think he under. Well, and granted, they won the game. So, but being up seven in that instance was almost no different than being up four, other than a two. Because I thought the Browns were going to go for two if they mm-hmm. would have scored. Yeah, and, I think so too. And I and I was you know you and I were watching the game upstairs. We're extremely afraid of that happening. And, and granted, being up seven does matter more than being up four. But being up eleven buries them, and you're a yard away with Todd. Like you don't pay Todd Gurley this kind of money. You don't. Have an offensive-minded head coach as your head coach without the confidence that you can get that seventy percent of the time. And well, the other thing is, is your defense was playing so well that if you don't get it, like you're still you're up by more than a field goal. What I thought was really interesting,
3: um, you know, because we were up there and and we have the live link into the truck and everything, and I can hear Chris say. I really think he should go for it here. And of course I'm in the midst of relaying that information to him and he sees it, he goes, Oh yeah, you know, like should probably be going for it here. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it would surprise me if Sean McVay didn't sort of have that feeling too. And I'm very curious what, Turned him the other way because they have had success running the ball up the middle. It's an inch. I I don't know. I would be really curious to hear what his reasoning was for not uh, for not going for it.
0: You know, wasn't it? I think it was. So they had was that before or after? So they had the issues running the ball up the middle in the middle of the field earlier in the game. And then they also had the, the play where they ran the ball. They were at the one yard line and they ran twice up the middle, including a Mm -hmm. sneak, and couldn't get a yard, and then backed up after the false start. Yeah, honestly, thankfully. And then they got cup on that sort of crosser for the touchdown. Maybe it was just saying, okay, we maybe can't get this inch, but I think that's just like, unlike our our friend John Harbaugh uh, and the Ravens, like being undeterred with the two-point conversions, he was pretty deterred there uh, by past instances of... um, uh, you know of outcomes in the run game. But you know, this this game was interesting. I one of the things I wanted I, I think that this game uh exuded mm-hmm. is the value of pressure. Right. We we talk about pressure versus coverage and the Rams were I think one because they have the better coverage. Um, but that being said, both quarterbacks were hugely negatively affected when pressure was on them. Jared Goff 3.9 yards per attempt uh, Win pressured today six for 13 uh throwing the football he did throw a touchdown was under pressure so pass rating which sucks anyway was higher right baker mayfield was four for 15 for 56 yards 3.7 yards so you were better off running the ball than throwing the ball when pressured in this game uh, because both guys it. were under four yards uh, per pass attempt baker had his one interception on the last play which was pressured um, so that really, to me, was the story of the game. You're looking at young quarterbacks who struggled today, whether it was self-inflicted, I think, on the part of Mayfield or just the Browns having so much talent up front. Pressure was really what hurt the passing game tonight. That's
3: that's really interesting you say that because I was going to go the exact opposite. And I was going to say that what really stuck out to me was the value of coverage here. And I do believe that the Rams won this game because their coverage was so much better than the Browns. The mm-hmm. Browns' coverage was good in the sense that Jared Goff was bad, and so they caught a couple of passes. Right, The Rams' coverage was good in the sense that, really, they allowed the pass rush to get there. When Baker Mayfield had a, a, his first read open, it was over, right? He was going to make that pass, and that was going to, you know, on first and second down, was going to get them closer to scoring. When they were able to hold up in coverage for two and a half seconds— all of a sudden, Mayfield has to pay attention to the pass rush because he knows they're coming, and then everything gets out of whack. I, I thought that was the story of the game. If you look at Baker Mayfield here, um, 13 for 20 on throws 2.5 seconds or less. Um, right So those 65 are- completion percentage, uh, 97 rating on throws two 2.6 seconds or more, five for 16, 23. Rating. I mean, it wasn't well, even really close. And we
0: do know that there is that like small negative correlation between time and pocket and efficiency, especially if pressure mm-hmm. is assume, is is not not assumed. So, uh, and we saw it there. And I think that the, having guys in the back end that can cover extremely valuable. Marcus Peters uh, in coverage today w- gave up one reception for five yards. Uh, Akib Talib gave up two receptions for fifteen yards, yep. and Nikel Roby Coleman two out of seven pass attempts for just 29 yards. So those three guys, masterful, and it shows you how valuable it is to have three cornerbacks that are great. Peters, you know, certainly rebounding from some of the struggles he had last year. It was really only the t- Taylor Rapp, who was this, like, dime linebacker guy that had a, you know, was picked on uh, with some success, uh, you know, uh, by the Browns. So very, very good there. Browns, of course, they had their whole secondary out. They held up okay, but I think that was more golf. than than anything else.
3: Okay, the second thing that I want to talk about in this game, which I thought was a pretty decided difference going into it, the reason that I had that light, fuzzy feeling going into this game, was Sean McVay versus Freddie Kitchens. And um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I'm pretty impressed with what Sean McVay has done coming off of the Super Bowl. I think his ability... I think in the second half, he made adjustments that were smart and effective and they won them the game mm-hmm. right he I, he did not stay dedicated to the outside zone which wasn't working um he put Jared Goff in positions to make plays now Jared Goff decided not to on a couple of situations but I, I was impressed with Sean McVeigh's the fourth down decision aside I thought his play calling was was really sound um, and, and, you know, he was running the ball at the middle, which is where the, the Browns were allowing him to, but he stuck to the play action game. That was very successful. Freddie Kitchens, on the other hand, runs a draw on fourth and nine, which, let me check my notes here. Bill Barnwell checked out Pro Football Reference Play Index. This uh, never happened, right? Had not happened since a guy named Bernie Parmalee oh, did Dolphins so in 1997.
0: Yeah, uh, Dan Marino's, like, last starting running back. Yeah,
3: that was a, a purposeful fourth and uh, eight-plus play where the team handed the ball to a running back. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that... Um, I'm going to pat myself on the back here.
0: It was a sweat, but I honestly... I think about it, though. Goff, two interceptions, both horrendous times. Just utterly terrible. Um, field goals in the red zone a couple times. uh and you know that turnover at the end of the half, right? Was also you know mm-hmm. where he got strip sacked. Uh, I do think the I do think the uh, the Rams are the right side here. The market agreed. We got we got in at three. I right? got early, two early uh, two in
3: the, and two and a half. Early yeah.
0: in the week was two and a half. Closed at four. I think it got all the way out to five. So ultimately, things worked out the way that they should. Um, I think you know if you looked at you know the 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 uh, the over in the Chiefs game. Pittsburgh as well. Pittsburgh a little lucky, I think, with all the turnovers and stuff. Um, The only other games I think we discussed were maybe Bengals, Colts, I think think Broncos. And Broncos, you know, I think if you don't fumble a couple times there, you probably at least cover in that game. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting week because there were those two big dogs. And I think we said privately, if one of those two can cover— probably okay <laughs> you know and one did and was the one that we didn't think would right the dolphins were actually game they,
3: they should have been in the game yeah. for a decent amount of the game are we done with the sunday night game because i did have one closing sure. question let's for talk that, about which is uh the the browns received a ton of super bowl hype before the season yeah. the rams are probably still going to be one of the top four teams okay um do, do you feel good about either of these
0: teams going forward uh well, I mean the NFC is so flat now that I I still think the Rams by definition have to be involved. Um if I'm a 49ers fan or a Seahawks fan, I'm much happier after tonight's game than I was before, especially 49ers, I think. Um the, for me, the Browns are only. The, for me, the Browns were always a team we said it's going to be harder for them to get to nine or ten wins than it was to get to seven. Right? We always said that, and uh, one and two is probably not where they expected to be, but they're probably a win off the pace. So you know, we had them at about eight point four wins. That's not a Super Bowl contender. So mm-hmm. I would say no, uh, given that they've punched below expectations so far. Yes,
3: I, I by and large am with you. I, I thought the Browns have some they have some real issues offensively it appears because baker mayfield does not seem as comfortable as he did in the second half of last Mm -hmm. season um odo beckham jr do you recall him making a difference in this game
0: well that's what i don't because i pointed (laughs) out the taylor Rapp thing as more of a this was clearly a weakness in the rams defense we're going to exploit it with players like uh chubb and and demetrius harris and it's like you have Odell. You spent a safety and a first-round pick on him. Yep. I, it should not matter who the opponent is. Like you know, when the Vikings had Randy Moss back in the day, when the 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 Forty Niners did not throw away from Jerry Rice when there was when when you know uh, Daryl Green was on him. they matched up and they battled, and it just didn't seem like the Browns were really willing to to take chances and throw the ball to Odell, and then. And for that matter, like, what's he doing there? I, I can't understand why he isn't getting 10 targets a game. I, it, it blow- Especially not if you're not going to use Jarvis as much, because, like, Jarvis gotta, gets a catch or two. But really, it's- if your offense stinks, you would better dump it off 12 times to Jarvis Landry and get 80 yards from it. <clears throat> Especially for how good Odell is right from the snap of the ball.
3: Right, He's not a guy that you have to sort of wait for to get downfield. Like, just get the guy the ball as quickly as you yeah. possibly can and get out of the way. So I am a little more worried about the Browns in general because we've seen them take a step back. I, I don't think Freddie Kitchens totally knows what he's doing. Um, whereas with the Rams, I do have a lot of faith in, in McVay and that defense. Goff is the X factor. If they can somehow get home field and yeah. he, that offensive line can heal itself a little bit, you know they can scheme uh, clean pockets for him to be successful.
0: One last point. My issue with Goff is that I think when McVay started out, the edges were so humongous that Goff's deficiencies were masked sufficiently. I think now that the edges are are still big but smaller, it pinches on Goff's ability to sure. to be in a, a quarterback of an elite offense, and we see that intermittently all the time. Yep. And so he has to fundamentally improve, and of course – one of our friends is his coach, but like you know, but it's hard. It's hard for that to happen, right? It's hard for a quarterback to change his stripes in his fourth year. So it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, like I said, you as a 49ers fan, uh, I think should be very positive about how things. Oh, I am about how things. Look, are. I already have an Two Airbnb. Wins. Already. I already have
3: an Airbnb locked up. Well, no, but what you're talking about is a really good point. The the advantage that McVeigh had early on with the play action, the way that that scheme worked. Was massive. It is no longer massive. And I think there's a decent chance that the regression we're seeing in Goff is because he's trying to learn something new. So l- that maybe would be we, the hope. Right? So we give yeah. him a couple weeks. But it, it is definitely concerning. All right. Sunday Night Football is over. We are going to answer two questions for this week's uh, games. The most important thing that you saw today and why. What is it?
0: It it came from the it came from the game that we were very intently watching mm. uh which was baltimore the game of the day baltimore yes. at Kansas great city um can't believe this is where it came from for you so really two, really shocked by this so two things from this game okay one i think the chiefs are i think the chiefs are like for real for real mm-hmm. in terms of matching wits with teams that do a lot of things okay and it starts with Mahomes. But I think more – more, and we knew this already. But more more specifically in, from this game, I think Lamar Jackson is a quarterback that it, it's not, it's not there yet for him, right? It's not there yet for the Ravens. And as such, like I think when you talk about the AFC, you have to talk about the Patriots and the Chiefs, and then you have to talk about everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Ravens were in the conversation to be one of those three teams – but as of right now, you know Jackson, for example, he was three of three of twelve throwing down the field today. Four, uh, four, uh, two, sorry, two of five throwing in the intermediate range. He just simply wasn't accurate, and that was a Chiefs defense that is exploitable to mm-hmm. to a large degree. And and to the Chiefs' credit in the game, Emmanuel Ogba had a terrific game. I think two sacks for uh, four pressures. Uh, Alex uh, Okafor was great as well. Um, so they they look a little bit better defensively, um, but. Lamar should have been able to put up better numbers five point five yards per pass attempt from a clean pocket or sorry, yeah from a clean pocket in that game, which under fifty percent completion, which is unacceptable if you 're going to be a quarterback uh, of a team going for a buy in the AFC
3: um, it, if it weren't for those like two Hail Mary punt throws i mean that yeah. that is a, a pretty ugly game um, the most important thing. Uh, that i saw today was um uh, this is going to be kind of boring but it's honestly that that tom brady's still healthy and the reason that's the most important thing i saw today is that to me it's the patriots and then the chiefs and then everyone else and i still think that the patriots are on a different level than the chiefs simply because they have a ridiculously good coverage unit defense. And um, we actually saw that have success. Um, you know, they were able to beat the chiefs last season. Josh Gordon is healthy. So th- the Patriots health is the biggest thing I saw today in a league that is this season. I'm not super excited about a lot of these, these teams. I'm not excited about the Packers. Um, I, I think that the Cowboys are exciting, but like let's Well both the Cowboys and play the, the Patriots Saints. haven't
0: played anybody.
3: Sure, yeah. but that means more for the the yeah. Cowboys. You know, we'll see the Cowboys play the Saints. Yeah. Um, so, so to me, really, the biggest thing I saw today was that I saw a lot of really like kind of bad play out there.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Hate the, to be a pessimist. I agree with you in the sense that as long as Brady's healthy, that team's going to do a lot of things. That catch that uh, Gordon made on the sideline he's was so good. But but you know, Edelman got hurt in that game. It you know, matter. like. Their offense, their offense is great for for a time. A little bit slow. I mean, the thing with the Chiefs is that they just score. I mean, they and and it, it's stable with respect to everything. Their left tackles out today. The Ravens defense, everybody's saying, you know, is I would say a notch below Patriots, but one of the league's best. And, and he's throwing seams down the middle of the field to Michael Hardman for eighty-yard touchdowns. He's throwing passes to Demarcus Robinson. LaShawn McCoy was washed, according to everybody in the preseason, and now. He's averaging, you know, six yards a carry for the Chiefs. Um, I, I agree with you, though. I, I'm still willing to put some distance between Kansas City and New England just for the reasons you say they've been there before. Brady. Also, all, the
3: whole, like, coaching thing at the end, you know. Right. I mean, like Belichick is, Belichick is a great
0: coach from A to Z, except for he doesn't go for it on fourth down as much as he used to. Sure. But Andy, and Andy Reid's Reed, over
3: here kicking field goals with 12, 12 seconds left on the clock.
0: Yes. Andy Reid is very good at everything except for clock management.
3: <laughs> um. All right. Next question is: uh, What do you think the the most overreacted thing that uh, happened today will be?
0: Our assessment of young quarterbacks. Ooh. So I look at obviously Daniel Jones, and like one of my one of my uh, best friends was giving me grief about you know all the geniuses that said Jones is overdrafted (laughs) and all that stuff. I reminded him that he played a game against Tampa Bay, Um, but you know. Daniel Jones, terrific. Josh Allen is the quarterback of a 3-0 and team. You know? Right. Uh, uh, Murray struggled. Uh, you know, Baker struggled. Uh, Lamar Jackson struggled after being brilliant for, for, for two weeks. Um, and I think like, and Mason Rudolph was terrible today for most of the game. Made two throws, thankfully. I, I think... I think we're going to overreact it today. In, in with respect to that, I think people are going to disregard Baker and what he did all of last season, what he did at Oklahoma for the last couple of days, you know, games, people are going to, people think Josh Allen is, is like a set it and forget it type quarterback, even though he struggled a ton today um, at, at times. Uh, and same thing. Like we just talked about Lamar Jackson struggles today. Well, why did he struggle today? Cause they're behind. Well, most young quarterbacks struggle when they're behind. Sure. Et cetera.
3: Um, that's that's very similar to mine, which was we're going to overreact to Daniel Jones. Um, 4.9 yards per attempt from a clean pocket. Um, he had a perfect pass for anyone under pressure, mm-hmm. uh, but he took five sacks. Um, and that's something that, yeah. you know, it's just like the numbers are going to lie to you in, in certain ways. Now, I'm not saying that he played, you know, terribly, mm-hmm. um, but there it, – it, his one thirteen pass rating or whatever he had is not indicative of of how well he played. So I think we will overreact to that. There, actually, there's no doubt we will overreact to that. Everyone is going to overreact to it. I, I'm just anticipating that ninety nine percent of every show is going to open with da- you know it's Daniel Jones the savior. Yeah. Um, in well, I New think York.
0: they'll probably be. Uh, unfortunately, they play Washington this week at home. So I was going to ask if there's going to be value. Uh, on that, there on, might uh, on there fading, might be, on fading them in the in the betting market because well that, and that segues nicely into what we're going to do now, which Let's is do it. sort of our spreads for the week. Um, just like last week, we're going to talk about our our initial guests. So I guessed these this morning. Nice. as I believe I, as you did. did I. Actually, uh, I think
3: it was technically afternoon. I think I started at noon.
0: Okay, and then. <laughs> And then we're going to basically say, okay, where is the spread now? Where do we think it's going to go? Obviously, a precursor to the you know, content that we produce in the later part of the just, week. So. Just as
3: a reminder, the big thing we came away with last week was that the Rams uh, might be a, a potential value here. The line, Obviously, if you bet, you, know, you still would have won, right? But the yeah. difference between two and a half yeah. and five. You're going through
0: two key numbers.
3: It's right just absolutely massive. 100%. So, um, yeah, I think this will be fun. let okay. uh, start
0: Thursday night. Green Bay hosts Philadelphia. Philadelphia struggled to another loss, to a division foe for Green Bay. Detroit undefeated so far this season. Really a meltdown in the fourth quarter, away from being three and zero. I said I thought Green Bay would be favored by two and a half going into the day, Mm. and it looks like I have I have Green Bay favored by three and a half. And it looks like on Thursday night you are more correct than I am because Three. I'm seeing Green Bay minus four and a half. Whoa! Now, what? What am I missing here?
3: There's just Green Bay love, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess the I, Eagles are banged I think there's a ton of up.
0: value here on on Philadelphia if you if you want it. In fact, like that just seems that just seems so egregiously overreacting to what's going on here. I know Philadelphia Philadelphia struggled today, um, but Injuries, right you know, they had injuries to the receiving core um, they' who 's coming back for them uh, that 's a good question. I, I have to look at who is inactive and everything, but honest to God, like Green Bay is a three and o team that has played like they 're one and two, mm-hmm. not impressive the other day you know for opening night against Chicago, they were not impressive. They won right. Minnesota they jump out to you know twenty one nothing lead Minnesota tries to catch them from behind, and Kirk Cousins gives them a game, and then today. I mean, they played okay, but, like, Denver had a touchdown called back because of penalty. They fumbled twice mm-hmm. uh, in their own end. Green Bay, to their credit, capitalized on it, but I'm not really – I'm not super impressed with what, where Green Bay is at. Uh, you know, they don't have to give give me back their victories, but, I, you know, Rodgers today just 6.7 yards per pass attempt from a clean pocket. Um, so – yeah, I I like Philly here quite a bit. I don't I don't know what do, what do you think? Two
3: yeah. key numbers four and a half. So, I, it seemed like Deshaun Jackson. It, I don't know. I'm kind of guessing here, but it, I, I didn't think his injury was that uh, bad, and there was some question as to whether he would actually play this week, and then he was mm-hmm. ruled out, you know, midweek. So he, if they get him back, if the, you know, if they can get Alshon Jeffrey back, I think this is ridiculous. Um, because I want, there are two things here that I really want to bet on. The first is Doug Peterson versus Matt Lafleur. Dude, un- Just unreal. Every single second of every minute of every day. Um, Doug made some tremendous decisions uh, this week that yeah. ended up not paying off. But going for that fourth and eight uh, at his own was like twenty five or something. Yep. Was a really sound decision um, because you give yourself the chance of picking it up. A but B, they were down three. So if you don't get it, okay, well, what's going to happen? The Lions are going to run the ball into the dirt and kick a field goal. Now, yep. it turns out they ran the ball into the dirt backwards, missed the field goal.
0: Got it blocked uh, and run back. I mean, if, right. if Philly guy doesn't block somebody in the back, they probably right. have to But, guess. I mean,
3: you don't expect that outcome. But still, you you don't get it. You're down, you know, basically at worst six. Like, a really sound decision by him. So I want to I bet on that. And the second thing is, Carson Wentz is playing
0: better than Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I think. So. He was, he, Philly was so banged up today that both of their backup quarterbacks were active. You know, usually... Right, you, right, right. But they had so many inactive players that they said, okay, you get to dress, Nate Sudfeld. Um, so here's the thing. If I'm looking at the injuries, I'm thinking Jeffrey plays on Thursday. I'm thinking Deshaun Jackson probably sits it out a little bit. Mm. Uh, at Corey Clement, who, know, who knows and who cares? Uh, Timmy Jernigan's probably... I, I've heard reports multiple weeks for him. Um, but honestly, like, again, Ertz... You know, Ertz, Hollins. You know, they they all had you know fairly good dates. Goddard had a drop touchdown that was an, a egregious play on his only target. Really Aguilor has really struggled with the drops at times, and he had a fumble I believe today. But you know, like you said, Wentz has played pretty well given you know sort of all the thing all the impediments in his way, and I think he's the be- he's clearly the better quarterback between these two at their stages in their career. So, uh, better quarterback getting points here. Uh, Lambeau Field isn't what it used to we're be. saying that. I can't. I can't argue with it. Yeah, Lambo Field's not what it used to be.
3: Nope. Uh, next
0: up, whew. Uh, actually,
3: I don't know where you got your schedule from, but the next game I have on the schedule that I looked at is Tennessee at Atlanta, Ugh.
0: which is. Can you, just, you imagine
3: this game is being played inside of a dumpster that is on fire? That is where this game is being. One played. of
0: these. Well, I guess that's not technically true, but one of these teams have to, has to get to five hundred this week. Oh,
3: wow! I don't think they deserve it. Yeah, um, the Falcons were getting uh, destroyed by the Indianapolis Colts at the, the, the hands of Jacoby Brissett. He was just—he I mean, was perfect. At one point, he was like thirteen for thirteen. I'm so
0: proud that we liked Indy. Honestly,
3: yeah, I think it, it was a a bit of a wow. How can the Falcons, with all of this talent, possibly be you know underdogs to the Colts? It's like, well, think about it. The Falcons kind of suck.
0: Yeah, and they lost Keanu Neal today.
3: And they're on the road. And Matt Ryan has not played well. He did not really do a whole For, lot quarterback in this game. Who's
0: really freaking good? He throws some really bad some interceptions.
3: Docs up there, right? I, I guess he did have a few good passes, but man, so that where, one did, to,
0: where did you guess the game would be? That
3: one to Julio uh, that he just like under Julio was bad. a
0: champion again today, and of course came up at uh, you know came up with a loss.
3: Um, I had the Falcons favorite by four and a half at home.
0: I had Atlanta. And so we already knew how Tennessee played. Um, but I sort of, <laughs> four, I had Atlanta minus three and a half. Mm. I'm a little, I, I'm a little scarred uh, on, uh, on Atlanta. So, uh, where is it at? Let's it is, it is, let me look, it's five. So Atlanta's five point favorites. I think that makes sense, man. Tennessee looked awful. I'm sorry, but. Tennessee also – so this is like – we, the none of the games today were unwatchable because of the officials, which was a good thing, right? Because that Thursday night game was unwatchable because of the officials. Yeah. So, like, can you imagine what – kind if the Falcons were the team in Tennessee's stead on Thursday night football, how many holding calls they would have gotten Probably on second few. long? Probably a decent but, amount. Okay. I'm so, seeing
3: four and a half here, by the way.
0: Okay. So four and a half, five. Four and a half, five. Okay. I mean – I don't like either side. I I would venture I would venture to guess that this is not something that we pick this week. I don't In want our, to
3: watch any. Yeah, Julio Jones is freaking good.
0: Yeah, I'll bet his over prop every week, but not. But I will not. Uh, I will not back his team at this stage.
3: Who do you think has a longer leash? I guess Frable, right?
0: Well, I think for, from the PFF perspective, we want Tennessee to lose because we we had their under season sure. win total. Uh, and getting off to a one and three start would really help there. Um, I think Quinn has the shorter leash because Rabel's been around for less time, yeah, yeah, and he already lost an offensive coordinator, right? Sure. So they're like transitioning. No, that's and everything. kind of a
3: stupid question,
0: I think now. But but I, I think Quinn. people are are souring on Quinn. It's been a while since he took the team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that defense, that defense doesn't look great. Do we? Okay, we do know. Okay, Cleveland at Baltimore. I guess that this line would be Baltimore minus four and a half uh okay, I had Baltimore minus six okay, so it is we're we're smack dab uh in the middle because Baltimore is minus five and a half. I don't hate that because Baltimore probably I think Baltimore overachieved today right they They oh. played a pretty solid game against the Chiefs. Ultimately, yeah. the score looked better than the game. I think the Chiefs were always in control of that game. Cleveland played about as bad as we thought they would. Frankly, defense play better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so they you get must some submit. players back. They get some Denzel Ward back, right? Um, what, I, is this something that you think gets out to about a touchdown? Ravens on the road, or sorry, Ravens at home, Browns on the road. It's interesting because this the
3: the Cleveland game being on Sunday night. Freddie Kitchens, you know. Having an accident in the middle of the game, um, prostate problems are real, George. Jesus, uh, I think hurts them a little bit. And Baltimore kept that one close. There will be some things written about Harbaugh's brilliance in that
0: game, and and um, both sides of the coin that he was too risky, and then of course, sure. People but I think, but I great. think we're
3: smart enough in today's day and age that people will write about it in the right way we should actually discuss that here for a second so um the ravens first off in the first half go for it on fourth and short twice in their own end um one was at like the 30 ish or something like that really fantastic decision you have a better than 50 percent chance by a good margin to pick that up which makes it um in almost all situations the right choice Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's some weird way that it exists that it's bad but brilliant decisions then get to the end of the game there and uh they are down 11 before kicking the pat and he decides to go for two and the common thought is
0: well that's dumb because if you kick the pat that was initially my thought i posted in the slack channel like what does this make sense and our, our colleague kevin Sort of walked us through there. We went and took the numbers down, and it makes a ton of sense.
3: It makes a ton of sense. It's very similar, actually, to the go for two uh, when you're down eight, which is, essentially, you try to win the game. You're not trying to tie the game. Yeah. And uh, so if you happen to get it to nine, you have the benefit of winning with a touchdown and a field goal if you get stops. Or if you happen to give up a touchdown, you can still tie the game with two touchdowns and two extra points instead of needing three scores. So, um Really savvy move by Harbaugh there. You know, it's great to see him listening
0: uh, to, to our, yeah to to, to our, people our, commu- him. our community. community. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's look at this next game what, here.
3: Real quick though, it, would you? I can't imagine you're going to take Freddie Kitchens on the road. No, here.
0: but but the other thing, but the problem with Baltimore is like, I mean, they wouldn't have covered. I guess they would have covered five and a half against Arizona, but they wouldn't have covered six. So, like, the thing with Baltimore is they slowed these games down. That was the worry that we had. That was why this, you know, when we bet this over on uh, Kansas City, it worked out perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. Because Kansas City had to be the team to get out ahead and force Baltimore right. to move. Baltimore, if they're on their own free will, unless it's week one, you know, last year against uh, Bills, this year against Dolphins, are sort of a slow-it-down team. And slow-it-down teams – you know, Cleveland can come through the back door, lose by four, three, right? right? I, I just, I struggle here.
3: Yeah. I don't it's also
0: the better quarterback getting points. As much as Mayfield has struggled, he is the better quarterback in this matchup by a, by a large margin. And yeah, I, I just think Freddie Kitchen's scheme is garbage. I agree. I mean, I'm off this. I would, <clears throat> be, I would yeah. be off this.
3: I'm excited to watch it, though. Game I'm not excited to watch.
0: New England at Buffalo? How did you know? I think we have the same order here. Um, We don't. I I just picked a random game that was below the game you just talked about. Okay. Um, I guess that Buffalo would be 7.5 point underdogs at home. I said 10.5. Okay. You are not a believer in Buffalo. I thought Buffalo would blow out since in some sample Mm -hmm. pass. It's 7.5. Wow. uh, I think... But you know where I'm at. Yeah, and seven and a half is even money, right? So, Bill, if you want to bet the wow. Bills plus seven and a half, you're going to lay a dollar twenty to do so. Uh, that seems. I
3: am. I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to have to go to the
0: bank. <laughs> I mean, have, I'm going to have, have to. I'm going, to, have to
3: uh, I'm going to have to take out a large sum of money.
0: Was that? Was that Rufus Peabody? That was like, look, Wells Fargo. I need to be able to wire more than five thousand dollars to myself at a time. I, I mean like doing it on the internet.
3: I will be doing all of it. Um this is ridiculous. The bills suck.
0: Well, I think uh, any team that loses a 14-point lead and is behind to Cincinnati in the fourth quarter is bad. Is is not terif- not terribly good Allen today. Let me let me just so pick. we we did say Josh Allen has
3: did play very well.
0: Allen has overperformed my expectations of him by a large by a drastic – he's ac, He's far more accurate on some of these plays than we ever gave him credit for. That being said, he's still like – I mean – He's still a turnover waiting to happen. That's – and he runs – I mean, he's a really good runner, but I think he's running too much. Uh, today, you know, he was decent You would clean, think he's running too much. But he's uh, – under pressure, he was awful today. Uh, I think the Patriots will just absolutely – bend his mind uh, on Sunday oh
3: I that is what I would be um, guessing so, so, so e- this
0: gets out I mean this New probably England gets out to where you guessed you think started so? where yeah. I guessed yeah New
3: England um, should have won that game against the Jets probably 37-0 yeah what did they end up winning 30-14 or something Thir- yeah 30-14 right. luckily for- by the way Belichick Ben- benching Jared Stidham after he threw the thing like, six <laughs> is so great, man. Next level. Because like Brady's over there he's trade for
0: Brian Hoyer tomorrow. Brady's
3: over there like throwing blocks yeah. up thirty, and I was yeah. just like, dude, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Your team is by far the best in the NFL, and you've got your forty-two-year-old quarterback throwing lead blocks on an end around, um, and then he puts him back in. I thought that was pretty funny. Well. Early candidate for lock of the week here.
0: Here's, I mean, this here's one that I'm I'm fairly proud of because I the I think Bills. I I think I nailed it. Uh, oh. Kansas City at Detroit. I had Detroit at plus six and a half going into the day. <sighs> I'm I'm definitely way too short here. I had Detroit plus four. Yeah, and it's six and a half, and now Kansas City. So the Kansas City size minus one fifteen. So this is one, and this is exactly what happened this week. Detroit opened as like a seven, six and a half, seven point underdog in Philly. The quote unquote sharp side bet Detroit all the way down to four today, mm-hmm. and ultimately cash because they won outright. Um, here's a, here's a question. I was going to ask this when we were talking about so, Philadelphia. So I think it gets to seven. Sorry, I, I thought I was going to ask this when we get out when we were talking about Philadelphia versus Green Bay. Does Detroit have the best defense in the NFC North? Wow. That's a really bold claim. I I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I also don't think it's laughable the way it once was.
3: I've said I said this all offseason, which is they're the best, worst team in a division. And it's really not that close. Their like, division prop had a ton of value. They're a legitimately decent team. Um, Matt Stafford, I think, has played decently well, despite not hitting a long uh, throw today. If it gets to seven, the Chiefs just played... Yes, a very very big game. Um, They're on the road, uh, and Detroit has has played well, Mm -hmm. and they play a defense that. Look, I'm not never going to say the type of defense to stop Pat Mahomes, but they they play a similar. You know, he's got that Patricia has that Belichickian, you know, sort of pedigree or whatever. Yeah, Darius Slay Slay got hurt today. I want to see. Can't believe I said that. I want to. Yeah, Slay's
0: not playing. That's bad news. It's tough. Um, but is Tyreek Hill coming back? No, I mean he, we're a month away. But like, really? But you know, it Trey Flowers had line. Trey Flowers had seven pressures today. Uh, he was terrific. Justin Coleman graded extremely well out of the slot. Like, they're they're a defense that I don't hate, and 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 not okay. But again, Kansas City is one of those where if you look at Andy Reid's record in like his record in terms of like against poor teams, he is not one to lay off these teams, right? Sure. So. It, it, it's hard. Because, I don't think
3: they're that poor of a team, though. Right. I think the Eagles
0: are good, and they just beat the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And, so this could be a lot closer. Finley. I think this seven is showing how much respect people have. I get Kansas City, depending upon the number you got covered or didn't cover today, but like people have res- a lot of respect for Kansas City because they're you know they bet they keep the, their pedal to the metal. They bet the Oakland line down from like nine all the way down to six and a half, and then Kansas City blows that away. The sharp side in Week One was Jacksonville against them. Kansas City blows them away. Mm-hmm. The sharp side today was Baltimore. That number got bet all the way down to four, four and a half, and of course they covered at least that. So I think that you know, they're going to start having to hang big numbers on on Kansas City, or else uh, that's always going to be the right side. Yeah. So I
3: don't know. I think a touchdown is a lot. Um, all right, next game. Let's go to uh, this was interesting. So Carolina mm-hmm. is going to Houston. Um, in Carolina today, I mean, hey, I, I'm not gonna lie. I said this. Kyle Allen's a better thrower than Cam Newton. This is an upgrade given what Cam Newton was being asked to do. Right, the dude was not running. That is by far his best trait. He's yep. sitting back there trying to throw a football, which looks like he doesn't know how to do, and you know, windmilling it into the ground and over a guys' heads. Kyle Allen at least like sits back there and throws the ball.
0: I mean, I love the fact, honestly, Carolina, for all of the, their foibles, the, the coolest thing that they did this offseason was draft a quarterback and let another quarterback beat him out. Like, Brandon Allen's terrific. I mean, he, he was awesome today. Who? Granted, against an Arizona team.
3: Who are we talking about?
0: Brandon, what's that? Who's, who's Brandon Allen? Am I, am, I, am I getting this name wrong? Do
3: we know who Brandon Allen is?
0: Oh, I could be. Yeah. Okay.
3: Brandon Allen's pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah, Sorry. Um, <laughs> but that says that says plenty, right? I mean, Kyle Allen. like Allen. A guy sorry. That, what? He was at like Texas A and M. Played. What did he play? One or two years there. Um, he was with Kyler Murray at one point. I don't know. He's a no name guy, right? He started
0: is, a game. La- he started last season. And Grant- I'm so excited for people to make fun of us for this. By the way. I mean, shut I, up! It's one in the morning. Tyler. Tired. Might, Tyler might have to cut that part out. No, um, I'm gonna keep it in. Uh, yeah, so, so Brandon Allen's he's a quarterback. had too, a 158 so call, pass rating call him Kyle Allen. from but a anyway, uh, clean pocket. But here's the thing. Like, 13 yards per They let pass. him beat out uh, Will Greer because he's the better quarterback, right? And, and so he was, um, you know, he was terrific today. We actually, our numbers liked Carolina the whole week, even though the, the market yeah, yeah. spread went from 2.5 all the way to the other side of 2.5. It was a nice uh, swing for us. Um,
3: well, because Cam Newton has been utterly terrible. So they go to Houston now. Houston is better team than Arizona. Um, I sort of thought that Carolina would not look good today. So I had Houston being
0: six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm with you. And the market number is actually four. Yeah. But, but here's the thing with Houston. They also unexpectedly won today. Yeah, but it wasn't
3: that unexpected. The Chargers are absolutely demolished.
0: Yeah, but the Chargers had a 10-point lead. I mean, it was very charger um, Yes, but
3: that's that's why I don't think it was that unexpected. Yeah. I mean, Houston, at home, uh, they have by far the better quarterback. They have by far the better offense. You have to expect that Kyle Brandon Allen is not quite as good uh, in this game as he was in his first game. Um, they were 0-2. They had that thing going for them, so... I don't know. Four seems maybe a little short to me.
0: Okay. I have a really hard time. You hate well, you hate the Texans. I have a really hard time asking the Texans to do anything. <laughs> cover spreads, not cover other spreads. But I do I agree with you. I think if you take a backup quarterback against one of the league's best, uh the player I was going to talk about today, uh Deshaun Watson. 115 hundred and like fifteen pass rating both clean and pressure today. Dude, he he was, was absolutely a monster today. It's ridiculous. And and I think of of the non Mahomes young quarterbacks, he's the best right now. Um and he's beast. And he's yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins like flat I mean he just played terrifically. They had that tight end Aiken over the middle like a couple times. Um so I, four is too short. Four is too short. I agree. Thank so you. that might so where would you have to where would this have to get to for you not to buy it? Um,
3: that's a good question.
0: Probably six. Okay. All right. Let's let's move on to the next game. Uh, Miami. Ooh. No. Well, next. Let's, let's do Miami. Let's get Miami out of Miami there. Miami at home against the aforementioned Chargers. I'm always shorter on these, but yes. I said thirteen and a half. I mean, I said fourteen. And it is sixteen and a half. Chargers, Chargers laying sixteen and a half the week. Two weeks after they've blown like leads in the second half.
3: Miami uh, should have been winning the game against Dallas. Was half-time. Josh
0: Rosen that
3: bad today? His numbers weren't good, but he he didn't have a chance on a lot of plays, um, which is what you'd oh, expect. Jeez, look at this. I mean.
0: They are so bad. Yeah. It is just... Well, Devontae Parker dropping touchdown passes. Um, I mean, he averaged 5.1 yards per pass attempt, 4.8 from a clean pocket, even though he graded okay on, one, uh, on it those. It
3: wasn't really his fault,
0: man. They, yeah. they are just a was terrible, 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 terrible He was for 5 throwing team. the ball between 10 and 19 yards. I mean... That being said, 16.5 to the Chargers on the road in Miami. Totals forty four and a half. I feel like that's an under. I feel like the Chargers really want to be a team like last season. They were the the slowest pace of any team. Yeah. I feel like they just want to win this this game twenty one three. Oh, really? I was going to say twelve yeah. three. Sounds pretty good to them. Yeah. Plus, they're super
3: banged up. Philip Rivers took some shots. Yeah, that AFC uh, West is took some shots because Sam fire. Tebby is not good at football. It turns out, yeah. unfortunately.
0: Okay. Prayers. Oakland Raiders at our Indianapolis Colts.
3: I had the Colts as a five-and-a-half point favorite. You
0: and I are thinking the exact same thing. Five-and-a-half is where we're at now. This was before the Raiders got but, utterly, their pants were pulled down, right. by, tied in a by knot. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. And before Indianapolis, I would say controlled um, the sure. Atlanta Falcons for an entire game. It is six-and-a-half juice minus 115 I am seeing on the Colts. So if you want to bet the Colts, probably you know if you and you don't want to lay a touchdown, probably I think right now. I think
3: that, um I think that makes sense and the Raiders their team so one of the things that you want to do and I I think about this a lot with the Super contest, right? Is like how many faces does this team have? Is this a team that has like one, you know, the Colts <laughs> have one face. Like one day, right? So I think the Colts are very. I know who the Colts are. Yep. But the Raiders are like, <laughs> like you see someone and you're like, wow, that person's super attractive, and then like a week later, you're like, D- do I know this person? One day
0: they're Kyle Allen and that's <laughs> their Brandon Allen. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like um, the Raiders. The Raiders aren't that because I never go, wow, the Raiders are really attractive but they do have just this massive distribution where it's like Derek Carr looks like he's never thrown a football before I, and then.
0: I think the Raiders were good for one night against Joe Flacco in a in a game where their coach could scheme for an entire offseason like if uh, I agree with you if it if it intermittently showed up like one random week I think the same thing about the Bengals kind of right the one week one mm-hmm. they kind of punched Seattle in the mouth but I have to see it again before I'm like this team is anything other huh. than a random one-week jump. Up so, that.
3: so I take it then you feel you feel good about our Colts.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna six and a half's a lot to lay with J- Jacoby. Yeah, I mean, it's getting it's gonna get to seven. It's our Jacoby. All right, seven uh, is a lot. Yeah, seven's a lot for the Colts because I think the Colts. Well, I just I don't think culture making a uh, a, a lot of of nothing a lot a lot of nothing. Frank Reich is
3: Frank (laughs) Frank on that cooking show where they give you like a bunch of crap and are like make me a (laughs) (laughs) make me a five star meal. Here's cupcake mix, ramen, Jello, and Spam. Mm -hmm. Make a dessert. Yeah, Spam cupcakes. Let's go. All right, we are quickly I'm very tired yeah, I don't I, drink coffee this late this is, we're, we're gonna we're powering power on
0: Washington at New York Giants we God. haven't seen Washington yet play my guess was two and a half I said one and a half it is three that's, and that is you, you know just, why Yeah, that's because
3: Daniel Jones looked great
0: honestly I, I still it's, three is not enough for me to back Washington here yeah.
3: um, yes and here's why the Giants' home field has been abysmal for a long time, and the reason is is that New York fans are salty, and they hated this team. And this week, the New York Giants fans are going to be so are going to be continuously stiff. It is going to be it's going to be hard walking around New York because it's going to be midnight. Every it's day. just going to be Giants fans with Daniel Jones, crusty Daniel Jones jerseys, just getting all excited. Yeah, that's what it's going to be, and that place is going to be. Absolutely bonkers, and the Redskins suck.
0: Yeah, they're they're not.
3: So for that reason, we will not. uh, Okay, next. We've already talked about Daniel Jones, but I do want to bring up one more thing, and this is important because um, Saquon Barkley is an amazing football player. He might, I think Saquon Barkley is in the Aaron Donald class in that he legitimately might do his job better than anyone else does their job. In the NFL, he's freaking good. He goes out, he gets injured, and the Giants have this amazing come-from-behind victory. Why? Because they had good quarterback play. Now, granted, it might be unstable. It was under pressure. It was his first start. It was against Tampa Bay. Whatever. But this shows you exactly wh- why you do not take a running back at number two overall. Because even if he is Saquon Barkley, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. The guy was hopping over on one leg to celebrate the only meaningful victory that they have had since he's been drafted, and he didn't play
0: in it. Yeah, he's he's a gem as a as a player and as he's a, a human he's being. Awesome, yeah. the
3: dude is great. I'm not,
0: <laughs> but but it, it sucks. Does, it does. Show. But that's
3: just the fact, the the, the pure facts of it, and he, the poor guy. Hopefully, he's okay. Will get to come back and maybe they will be a decent team if daniel jones turns out and hopefully he can hold out next year so he can get paid
0: so it looks like a high ankle sprain for barkley yeah he's out four weeks probably yeah so although
3: knowing him he's like you right, know he's
0: like he's like adrian peterson in that he's regard. probably
3: gonna heal pretty quickly
0: okay uh let's look all right so arizona plus four and a half well sorry my guess for arizona at Burnout home right. against seattle is plus four and a half what
3: yeah, I I'm too short here. I said
0: 3. Well, and again, like both of us could sort of we talked about, you know, Teddy and you know, we we talked about like that was a little tenuous, but frankly, like there was a sample path where Seattle lost today and that happened. And that was turning the ball over <laughs> and giving up returns and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, um uh as I looked at it, now it's 4, right? So maybe I was a little bit, you know, Arizona put up somewhat of a fight against Carolina, kinda. but of course Kyle Allen is the quarterback there. Yeah, so losing to a backup when you have God, the number one overall like pick. Rough, man. Where <laughs> are I, you I, able to are you gonna lay the points here? I with want Seattle.
3: To. I want to. And here's the reason that I want to do so. Is that Seattle was a four and a half point favorite and they were a consensus pick. Everyone and their mother was like Dude, how are, the, how are they not favored by seven points? Right? Same thing I, with uh, they were the second most, Niners, uh, right? They were the second most commonly picked uh, side in the Super Contest. And they lost. And so I do think the public will be a little bitter on them. Um, and uh, I, I just feel as though they own the Cardinals to a certain
0: extent. Uh, here's, here's the thing. I'm 100% with your idea of these teams having multiple faces, and the Seattle Seahawks are the king of that. (laughs) Yeah, they are. So, and I I think back to like their roads. Like last year, they were plus or they were minus three at San Francisco. They allow a kickoff return Mm -hmm. with, you know, Sebastian Janikowski does his famous business decision. Like they're just a different team on the road, one. Um, They you know i agree there's like a ton of games where they're just going to blow the cardinals out here but there's also games where their chance of covering these these 4 points is over by the second quarter where you're watching the game and you're like this team does not have it and and i think like i'm just too afraid of that
3: it's interesting i mean russell wilson is so good that mm-hmm. even with the ridiculously bad luck Against an actually well-coached good team in the Saints, he almost you know brought him all the way back. Um, I, the Cardinals look so bad, man. Yeah. They just don't look good, like yeah. so I, I don't know, I, I, I'm going to be tempted here because I just think the gap
0: in terms of offense is so enormous. Okay, are you ready? oh, I'm ready to hold your nose body is willing because tampa bay is going i know going exactly to the rams, what you were going for here and i guess the rams would be only a six and a half point favorite <sighs> against that tampa. is that is it and what and what it, and what did you guess i said 10 and it is 10 yeah and there's no way that's less than 10 and it, and although if you want to lay the points with the rams it's my it's, it's you know it's plus 100 whereas tampa bay it's plus 120
3: let me tell you how this game goes. Aaron Donald eats Jameis Winston.
0: The interior of that line isn't terrible. Don't care. Well, the problem
1: is Jameis, Jameis is
0: past. Jameis is a disaster, man. <laughs>
3: he is. They I just think. lost to Daniel Jones at
0: home. I know. The Rams are
3: one of Jameis those teams throws too. Some
0: dimes, though. It makes oh, me oh, so mad. Yeah, that he throw does. throw to Mike Evans. He's going to throw a couple to, dimes to, to Marcus
3: Peters and a key yeah. to leave as well. The Rams' defense is no joke. They are at home. Dude, the Rams, the Rams' weakness is Jared
0: Goff. You know what I'm doing here. And he's their only weakness. 49. The only problem is, to go over 49 in this game, the Rams are going to somehow have to put up their end of the bargain without scoring in the first half. And I don't have a hard time seeing that.
3: I don't think the Tampa Bay defense is very good, as we saw today. Um, yeah. I'm going to give Jared Goff a couple more weeks. To be fair, I thought the scheme was really good. There were guys wide open on a few plays, and he just like, yeah, I don't know, man. But um, that was on Sunday night on the road. This is not on Sunday night, and this is at home. Yeah, this Tamp- is Tampa
0: is starting their first of I think five consecutive games away from Tampa Bay.
3: Here's the kicker, pun intended. Bruce Arians thought that backing up his kicker Stop. gave him a better do chance at winning. He also punted or kicked another field goal on the a fourth poor, and down that was that utterly disastrous. Team. Yeah, Timo's, you know, crying in his schnitzel When they're right
0: up now. 28-10, I slack them. our bucks and of course that was that's well that's you putting the
3: kibosh. This is what you do. I make you delete those messages. He probably didn't because he's a nice person. Yeah. Um, the Rams beat the Bucks. That's what they do. They soundly destroy these teams. Okay. And that's what they're going to do.
0: Chicago at home against the Vikings. Now, Chicago hasn't played yet this week, but I said it would be Chicago minus four and a half. Uh, interesting. I just went three. And it is three. It is three-shaded Minnesota. Interesting. And here's the thing that I'll say for this game. Oh. Growing up a Vikings fan. Mm. And having Didn't know ob- that, and having observed this team, first time I'm hearing this number of years, the Vikings. You went to Vikings games, yes. So, like first person encounters, you well, saw them live. The, well, since I saw them live, it counts more. Okay. Um, the The Vikings have won exactly two games, three games now, in Soldier Field since the turn of the century. Yes. And Love where you're it going. doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter whom, mm. the quarterback could be Chad Hutchinson, the sure. quarterback could be Brian Hoyer, yep. the quarterback can be Matt Barkley, it could be Rick Myer. <laughs> it could be Mitch Trubisky, who is in that class of quarterbacks. It does not matter. And I'm, t- I'm telling you this right now, Kirk Cousins... Is the is the best? I don't care if it's ATS. I don't care if it's straight up against teams like Oakland in Week Three at home. But he will find a way to defecate on this game. <laughs> I, and it, it, I I am
3: so I, with you on this. I, like, I think Kirk Cousins is such garbage. I think the Vikings are garbage. And this is this is what's crazy about this is most people will say this is like one of the best games of the week.
0: I, do. I, can't. I, I would rather watch...
3: Season. The only game that I think makes me less excited to watch is probably Washington, New York. Well, we were Jackson. on, the, we were no, on Vikings
0: 3.5 last year. Yes, on and Sunday that the football, was, and it was the worst thing in the world, man, because Kirk Cousins is such Dalvin garbage. Dalvin Cook fumbles, Kirk Cousins throws a pick six, and the Vikings almost get in the back door, but Chicago, who... Nagy is scheming wide-open throws for Trubisky repeatedly, and he can't deliver, has the sense to go for two twice in that game right. for no reason, and that's why they cover the three. Again, Kirk Cousins. I just don't trust him on the road here. I know the only that's had a stupid throw, narrative and all that kind of stuff. He only had to throw 18 times. Um, he's thrown—they've dropped back to pass like 20 times a game.
3: Yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's a Mike Zimmer wet dream. That being said, Dalvin Cook is really good. He, um stefan diggs is criminally underused um and and that's the story and this is a three-point game between two teams that both suck
0: i don't yeah i mean detroit detroit has a, as good of a chance of winning this division as either one of these yeah, two teams. i don't disagree with you okay uh let's You're do on a roll here just keep going denver keep firing at home against jacksonville i said denver minus two and a half yeah, I said Denver minus a point and a half, and it's three. It looks like what? So people are more impressed
3: by pe- by getting yammed on by the ba- uh, by the Packers than winning convincingly at home.
0: Well, it is it is still technically September in Denver, which True. is why I. St- but Jacksonville plays in a hot weather, so the the warmth won't be an issue, right? Gardner Minshew is the better quarterback getting points, as we have learned. As I, as I said
3: here on this here podcast,
0: yeah. as we have learned, I, I, the over/under in this game is thirty-seven and a half.
3: There are a few things that I just will not do for the rest of this season, and one of them is take Joe Flacco as a favorite, as an underdog, as a mole rat, as a lemur, as a koala. I wouldn't take Joe Flacco in any situation ever anywhere. No way, Jose. Same with Derek
0: Carr. Just not. Really limiting ourselves. Yes. Um, Okay. Same with Kirk Cousins. Your well, I'll take Kirk as a big favorite against a trash team. That's where he excels. Um, Okay, our game Sunday Night Football. Al, Chris, this is gonna. I'm so excited for this game. The Saints. Are at home against Dallas, and I am very wrong because I said, and I guess this was before they went out and beat Seattle, but I said that New Orleans would be getting six and a half at home. Wow! It's you've been you beat the Teddy Bridgewater love out wow. of you.
3: Six and a half. Yes. Wow. I said New Orleans would be two and a half point uh, underdogs. It
0: looks three here. Um, I mean, you're going to argue to me that Teddy Bridgewater is like...
3: I mean, I'm just checking the other place that I saw odds because I'm curious if it's
0: moved at all. Actually, it's shaded towards Dallas, so it's Dallas minus three minus 115 where I'm looking. Um... Yeah, minus three. Um, I mean,
3: the the Saints got lucky, right? They just rolled out the same offense with Teddy Bridgewater instead of Drew Brees. It was not very good. Alvin Kamara was an absolute beast, and they ended up beating a Seahawks team that probably isn't very good. Dallas, on the other hand, they're a pretty good team.
0: Well, that's the thing I'll push back a little bit on. Do we know that Dallas is good? And I guess my implication is. I don't know if
3: they're road favorite against the team that probably should have been in the the Super Super Bowl Bowl. last year, but
0: they don't have. uh, Well, so if if Breeze is playing, what is the spread in this game? If Breeze is
3: playing, then I think the Saints are four and a half point favorites.
0: Okay, so. Yeah, then I guess I mean that makes sense mathematically, right? Because you know you're you're mm-hmm. talking about like a rel- like five and a half to a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have said had you seen Dallas. Frankly, I mean, I was
3: not that impressed. D- Dallas has there. not
0: played well really the last two weeks in terms of like not throwing interceptions, being super accurate, all sure. that kind of stuff. Um, okay, I can get behind this again. Uh, I, you know, Teddy was good from a clean pocket today. Not terribly good when pressured. Oh God, here we go. All that kind of stuff. I think, I think he'll fill yeah. it admirably. Um, the, the only good thing about Teddy Bridgewater is the cleats that he wears. And his general human humanity. That's
3: literally it. He was one, he threw four passes more than 10 yards downfield. Uh, that's awesome. It was two for four for 28 yards. Uh, yeah, I mean
0: that's that's always been who he's been. Though incredible, yeah. How great I, leadership? Have you have you I graded I, his leadership yet? I subscribe <laughs> okay, let's that. let's finish this up because we're we're dragging here. Alvin Kamara, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. I said Pittsburgh would be four and a half point dogs. I we also you said they would be dogs. That's oh, right, four and a half point favorites. Yeah, late. Um, and. Uh, I said
3: Pittsburgh would be five-point favorites.
0: And it's four after the, today's performance where Cincinnati was gritty <sighs> in the second half.
3: Yeah, and Mason Rudolph was, was, uh, was skyline it. chilly. Yeah, he was butt. That's what he was. Um, I don't really want to watch this game. I don't want to watch a minute of this game. What is
0: Monday Night Football was had, what, schedule guy? Was he kind of like mailing it in? Or <laughs> what happened with this?
3: Uh, no, you know what happened is they said, hey, our com." Uh, our broadcast team is going to be Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane and they're like alright well then you're going to get teams that match up with that duo Mason and so Rudolph that's how you get
0: the Chili Bowl. Mason Rudolph completed two passes over 10 yards in the air today and both of them were touchdowns.
3: <laughs> yeah he also completed one to the other team actually you're forgetting that
0: that was I mean the he had he, a zero pass rating when pressured. He's not good. 140.8 win clean, okay. 9.8 yards per so, attempt. L- l- the Niners t- have a pretty good front four. So that, yes. I mean, Now,
3: I was just about to say this. The Niners have a good front four, and the Niners were at home. And the Niners have a strong fan base that was stoked for this game, right? Because the Niners have played. This was the Niners' home opener. No. It will be very different in Pittsburgh, right? They were at least competitive in this game because their defense Was strong and Minka Fitzpatrick and the Niners
0: were a lot of self errors. Yes. Um,
3: So the difference here for Mason Rudolph could be massive, in that he could just he could enjoy a ton of clean pockets because they're home. You know they they control the snap count. That offensive line has the ability, you know, in the right situation to really do a great job. And since he is not very good, yeah. Um, Okay. So I can I can buy into this. I I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to be ready for Mason Rudolph as a favorite of more than three points. Mm-hmm. But I'm certainly not here for Andy Dalton on Monday you're night not, on the road. You're not, you're not taking
0: <laughs> the points there. Right there. Okay. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. There's some bye weeks next week, including. Yeah, so let's just let's close the show with a little bit of fun because it is. The, I believe the Niners' bye week this week. Yes, it is. And while they have been ugly, right, We're we are undefeated, it, zero loss at home against, or sorry, on the road against Tampa was ugly. Right today against the Steelers was also ugly. wasn't great. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on where they they were great right against here. the Bengals. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. And and the fact is is. With the Rams showing a lot of a lot of warts, and Seattle being Seattle, which they're ten and six this year, that's how it's going to end. The Niners really have a chance, and, and I'm and I'm happy for you. Yeah, Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G. looked like awesome on like eighty percent of his dropbacks, and then an absolute that offense was an absolute travesty on like twenty percent of their plays today.
3: Jimmy G. is kind of like me in real life. On the field, he purposefully has these these plays where he's just an asshole. He's terrible,
0: uh, and that Tyler, ma- you gotta get that out of there as well as the Brandon <laughs> Allen. Thing. No,
3: we don't. It's a podcast. You can say whatever you want, and that makes all of the other plays seem so much better. Um, Jimmy was actually very good in this game, I thought, and uh, the interceptions that he had were. Unfortunate plays by um his receivers. You're uh, just
0: blaming it on everybody else. I,
3: I, <laughs> I just i you're can't, like you're, I can't wait for, for to watch Jimmy G versus Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Um on, I thought it
0: would be versus Teddy, but okay. Yeah, that ain't gonna be it.
3: Um I'll I'll take Jimmy G versus Pat Mahomes too. I think mm-hmm. that'd be fun. I do think the NFL and the broadcasters and everything would have an absolute conniption like the excitement would be through the roof can you imagine niners patriots because that will mean the niners have played out of their minds to get that way all that way
0: and and uh tom brady is a you know bay area guy so it's sort of i mean like, it's, just, it's perfect yeah but they're uh, not getting through my chiefs so sorry th-
3: thank you for the congratulations both of our teams are three and zero. your team much better than my team, though that is a fact. Here, I do have one question, though. Which game do you currently like the most right now? That that you might.
0: Oh, this week I already took it down. Um, let me let me look one more time. It's late, right? So we have to be. Um, it's week four. Honestly, Thursday night football is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiefs Lions is looking like a great game. Um, but I I honestly do think. Uh, Saints Cowboys of course, but I you know honestly I do think Vikings Bears will be a very compelling game because I think whoever loses that game will be behind the eight ball significantly in the NFC.
3: Interesting. The game that I'm actually most looking forward to watching, um, aside from the Sunday Niners, Cleveland Baltimore. That's a good one. Uh, but the game that I am most excited to bet on, I think, is uh, is is our Carson Wentz's against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think that's and that goes. Yeah, it's tough. But that's it. Um, we'll be back with you guys on Thursday. Uh, by the way, we have more donations to make this week. Yeah, we because gotta- Jared Goff got us to the finish line. So um, cancer going down and uh, justice, justice for all. We'll see you guys. Peace out. <laughs>
1: People notice a healthy smile, but maybe you have tooth sensitivity, bleeding gums, or acid-weakened enamel. Sensodyne, Peridontax, and pro are trusted specialty toothpaste created to help improve your oral health. For tooth sensitivity, choose Sensodyne. Bleeding gums, get Peridontax. For acid-weakened enamel, ProNamel is the toothpaste for you. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and ProNamel. Trusted specialty toothpaste to help bring home your healthy smile. Visit Ibotta to earn cash back.
2: Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get uniquely yours ultimate. Our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details.